Porky quickly threw on his clothes and called a pilot who met him at a nearby airfield. They started gathering tires, oily rags, diesel fuel, and tossed them into two large canvas bags. A helicopter then lifted the cargo and headed straight towards the top of the mountain. This is the spot! My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. How's it going? That introduction was taken from a YouTube channel called The Folklorist in a video titled Porky's Prank. A prank is a practical joke or a mischievous act. People play pranks on others or they trick others for fun usually or to make them appear foolish, silly, or dumb. For example, children might switch salt and sugar in the kitchen so that their parents end up with salty coffee and sugary eggs. That's a prank. The kids played a prank on their parents. As many of you know, April 1st, in just a few days from now, is a holiday called April Fool's Day. It's a day of practical jokes. Jokes that are often harmless, for the most part. Porky's prank, as you heard in the introduction, is one of the three wonderful practical jokes that I will talk about in today's fun fact. In the wake of everything that has been happening in the world with the coronavirus, this topic should keep the mood really light and hopefully make you laugh a bit. Before we get to the topic of the day, though, I'd like to tell a joke, teach an expression, and do some pronunciation exercises. Let's start with that joke. Where does the girl with one leg work? Any ideas? IHOP. Get it? (laughs) IHOP, or International House of Pancakes, is a popular breakfast chain in the United States. Of course, a woman with one leg, or a man, uh, will likely hop if she or he doesn't have a prosthetic leg. So let's hear that joke one more time. Where does the girl with one leg work? I hop. So yeah, uh, we will be talking about the expression to pull someone's leg. We'll go through the definition of each individual word first, then I'll share the definition and some examples. To pull is the act of holding on to something and moving it forward. When you pull on something with force, we say that you yank it. You yanked it out of my hand. You pulled it with force out of my hand. Someone's is a possessive pronoun. In this expression, we'll alter this pronoun based on whose leg is being pulled. In other words, who is being tricked or fooled. Leg is the limb on which animals or people stand. Although tables and chairs and other types of furniture also have legs. The expression to pull someone's leg means to make them believe that something is true 
when it is not. You trick someone by telling a playful lie. The expression originated in England in the 1800s, where thieves would trip people walking down the street to steal their cash and or valuable objects that they were carrying. This tactic was called pulling someone's leg. It would also make the victim look foolish. April Fool's Day is a day when, in addition to playing pranks on people, everyone enjoys pulling someone's leg or people's legs. Let's go through some examples to hear how this expression can be used in everyday situations. Example number one. When I was a kid, my uncle Kevin told me that if I ate a watermelon seed, a watermelon would grow in my stomach. To remove it, I would have to go to the hospital and have a lengthy surgery. I believed him (laughs) for a good while, actually, until my mom informed me that he was pulling my leg. He was tricking me. He was playfully making me believe something that just wasn't true. A watermelon, from my knowledge, will not grow in your stomach if you swallow a seed. Although I can make no promises, so don't try it at home. (laughs) Example number two. My brother-in-law, Moises, uh, recently told me about when he pulled my sister-in-law's leg. My sister-in-law's name is Sylvia. When their son, Artur, was still using diapers, he decided to melt a chocolate bar inside of one of the diapers to make it look like poop. When Sylvia got home from work, Moises walked up to her, pretending to be very fed up, really angry. He had the open diaper in front of him with the melted chocolate bar on and was saying, this is ridiculous. How many times a day do I need to change diapers? While he was fake complaining about the situation, he slowly started eating the melted chocolate out of the diaper. To the horror of my sister-in-law, of course. And he pulled her leg. He made her believe that he was eating baby poop when he was really eating chocolate. Example number three. My whole life, I've loved to play pranks on people. When I was in college on April Fool's Day, I decided to make cupcakes. And instead of putting frosting, sweet frosting, I should say, on top of those cupcakes, I put colorful garlic mashed potatoes. In the end, I ended up giving these decadent chocolate garlic potato cupcakes to about 12 people, and they all took really huge bites out of them. The looks on their faces were classic. They were absolutely disgusted. They were grossed out. And uh, on that day, I managed to pull a lot of legs. In other words, I made a lot of people believe that something was true when it was not. In this case, that these cupcakes were normal and yummy when in fact they were not. All right, it's time for the pronunciation exercise. We'll use the statement, stop pulling my leg, right? Stop telling me a story that is just not true. Stop trying to trick me. In other words, repeat after me, stop. Stop pulling. Stop pulling my leg. 
Stop pulling my leg. In the conjugation, I pulled your leg. You pulled your leg. She pulled your leg. It pulled your leg. He pulled your leg. We pulled your leg. They pulled your leg. You'll notice here that the emphasis is on the second word, which is the verb. This is very common in English. Verbs are often stressed within sentences. Naturally, the word that follows is not a noun. It is not a content word within the sentence. And for that reason, it's almost swallowed. Pulled your. You can connect those. Pulled your. Pulled your. I pulled your leg. If you're interested in getting more practice with pronunciation, remember you can always access the American English Accent course at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. That is available to you, and there are plenty of exercises that involve shadowing, that involve syllable stress and word stress, and just basic pronunciation rules to sound more like an American. So let's move on to the topic of the day. The very first April Fool's Day dates back to 1698, when a newsletter informed the public that lions would be washed in a moat surrounding the Tower of London. Several people showed up intrigued by such an event. However, there were no lions. There was no washing. The event was entirely fabricated by the newsletter to pull people's legs. In preparation for this fun fact of the day, I went through hundreds of hoaxes in history like this one, just to find three shocking ones to share. From prank phone calls to Nelson Mandela, fake bombs during World War I, and invented islands, made-up animals, and services from many reliable companies and publications, It's become apparent that many people around the world love a good joke. Normally, this section of the expression episodes is dedicated to a fun fact about the United States. However, there's an exception for today. Two of the pranks are going to be from England and Scotland because these stories cannot be missed. We'll start with those, and last but not least, I will share one of the biggest April Fool's pranks in American history. So let's start in England. On April 1st, 1989, what appeared to be a UFO, or an unidentified flying object, UFO, landed in a field in Surrey, England. The mysterious-looking spaceship had been seen by many while it was in flight. Frightened homeowners and drivers on highways had informed the police about it well before its landing. The police tracked its flight path and were there when it landed safely in the field. The police at the scene approached the aircraft slowly, unsure of what to expect. That's when a door opened 
and a little man walked out dressed from head to toe in silver. In shock and very fearful, the policemen ran in the opposite direction. In the end, though, this was just a joke. The spaceship was in fact just a hot air balloon constructed by a hot air ballooning enthusiast named Richard Branson, who was also a prankster. He liked to play pranks on people, and he was also the chairman of Virgin Records, so this story got a lot of news. (laughs) The little man was actually a midget that he hired to play the part of the alien. Kind of crazy, huh? Many people were fooled by this joke and even the police. The second April Fool's joke comes from Scotland. Just before April Fool's Day in 1972, a team of scientists from the Flamingo Park Zoo were headed to Loch Ness to prove the existence of the Loch Ness Monster. They had developed a sort of bait to attract the creature to the lake's surface. So on one very memorable morning, the team was eating breakfast when the hotel manager where they were staying approached them to inform them of a hump that had been seen in Loch Ness, the lake where the famous Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, was said to live. The team's curiosity was sparked, and so they rushed to the lake to begin their research. Just 300 yards out was, in fact, something brown and floating. And as they got closer, the team grew more and more excited. It did appear to be a monster. Once on a small boat, the team dragged the dead weight of the creature from the water, with witnesses there to see it. Those who saw the creature said it must weigh between one and one and a half tons, and it certainly is between 12 and 18 feet in length. Within hours, the world was informed of the discovery of the Loch Ness Monster. And the director of the zoo, that Flamingo Park Zoo, Don Robinson, even commented on it. He said, I've always been skeptical about the Loch Ness Monster, but this is definitely a monster. No doubt about that. From the reports I've had, no one has ever seen anything like it before. A fishy, scaly body with a massive head and big protruding teeth. So with the supposed Loch Ness Monster in their hands, the team drove away from the site. And it wasn't long, though, before the local police from Inverness chased them down. After all, what right did these English scientists have with a monster that was from Scotland's waters. In fact, according to a Parliamentary Act from 1933, no, quote, unidentified creatures could be taken from Loch Ness. The team cooperated, although reluctantly. Instead of taking the creature with them, they were forced to bring the creature to scientists in a city in Scotland who then examined it and determined it was, in fact, a bull elephant seal from the South Atlantic that had been left in Loch Ness, clearly, by a human. Shortly afterwards, John Fields, a 23-year-old zoo educator from the Flamingo Park Zoo, came forward. Apparently, the seal had come to the zoo a while back and had died. He saw it as an opportunity to 
take the creature and to trick his colleagues into believing that it was the Loch Ness Monster. Before dropping it into the lake, he had plucked its whiskers out, pounded its cheeks with rocks, and froze it for a week. Gross. (laughs) News of the fake Loch Ness Monster came out on April 1st, 1972. All right, we're going to end in Alaska. On April 1st, 1974... Residents of Sitka, Alaska, were in panic. Mount Edgecombe, a 3,200-foot-tall volcano on a nearby island, had smoke rising up from its peak. Since the volcano hadn't erupted in over 400 years, it had been labeled as dormant. But now residents were certain that the volcano would blow. Many of the people who saw the volcano smoking called the Coast Guard and the police in panic. The Coast Guard was the first to react. They rushed over to the island on a chopper or a helicopter and examined the origin of the plumes of smoke. Once at the top of the crater, they looked for signs of lava, but didn't see any. They could, however, catch a glimpse of the tires burning down below. Then they spotted a giant sign made from black footprints in the snow next to the crater's opening. April Fool's. That's right. As an April Fool's joke, the prankster, Oliver Porky Bricker, made people believe that a volcano was going to erupt. He had been planning this fake eruption of the volcano since 1971, three years earlier, but was waiting for a perfectly clear day to make this prank come to fruition. So how did he do it? Well, he couldn't do it alone. He had stored around 70 old tires in an old airplane hangar. And then on the day of the prank, he and a group of friends worked together to transport the tires, kerosene, smoke bombs, and rags into a helicopter. Then, of course, to drop it into the crater. Once in flames, They waited for the panic to begin. (laughs) What's perhaps shocking about this story is not only that would be willing to put so much effort into pulling such a prank or playing such a prank, um, let alone have the guts go through with it, but the fact that Porky Bricker actually informed first his wife that he was going to do it, secondly, the police... And thirdly, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. That's right. He didn't want to get in trouble, so he let them know beforehand. The public didn't know, of course, and also the Coast Guard was unaware that this was going to happen. Surprisingly, when he told the government, they were cool with it. And after the prank was pulled, it got international recognition as a great prank. The residents of Sitka, although they felt fooled, were not even angry. They just thought it was a good joke. So, interesting. (laughs) Although I wasn't around in the 1970s, I get the impression that things were a lot more lax back then. But anyway, I definitely wouldn't try this nowadays. That's it for this episode. I'm very curious to hear about the practical jokes you have played on people Have you ever pulled someone's leg? Have you ever played a prank on someone? 
let me know. You can find me on Instagram at American English Podcast. For this week's episode, I will post an image. And underneath that, go ahead and write your story. I'd love to hear from you. Happy April Fools. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.